Alright guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of uh, 100 Books a Year with Kevin. Uh, today, we're still not going to talk about books. <laughs> we're going to uh, chat about the uh, Huberman Labs. Uh, we want to talk about REM sleep a little bit more deeper. Um, yesterday, we covered a slow wave sleep. So um, REM sleep it occurs throughout the night, right? Like we talk about it, like there's a, a cycle of 90 minutes every 90 minutes, right? The longer you sleep, the more REM sleep that you're going to get. And uh, you're going to have more of it towards morning. So here's what we mean, right? Um, the discovery of REM sleep happened in a, in a, a sleep lab, I, I believe in Chicago in, in the 1950s where they realized that the eye movement in all directions are happening, right? Not just up and down. It's like very, very sporadic. And then they're wondering why, right? Why are we having that situation happening right there? And then the conclusion after, you know, like doing a brain scan and then putting a, a electrode on the brain, the thing is, is the connection between brainstem, pons, and salamis. And, you know, there is some kind of a activities happening between the salamis and the cortex, right? So we're, we're getting very deep into, you know, like brain uh, physiology, but um, to summarize, right, the REM sleep is happening, the rapid eye movement sleep is happening with different part of our brain interacting with each other, trying to figure something out, let's put it that way. Right. And from a neuromodulator perspective, right, serotonin is absent during REM sleep. So um, there is actually not that much bliss or not that much calmness happening, right? So we are actually, you know, like, you know, um, activated, if you may. And then norepinephrine is absent. There's none of that, meaning that there's no motion, no alertness. So the implication is, is that we really are experiencing REM sleep without the emotion of fear and anxiety. Let me repeat that. We are usually experiencing um, REM sleep without the absent of, okay, without the presence of fear and anxiety, right? So in a sense that, you know, like when we are uh, in REM sleep, we are paralyzed, right? So we have this quote-unquote um, hallucinatory activity. So REM sleep function as uh, something that allow us to reply or to replay what did occur, right? And what did happen and what would happen if that thing happened, right? So it allows us to kind of play movies or sort of like sort out the thing that happened throughout the day emotionless, um, so it, we are just like purely just playing that out in our mind and then we don't really have a physical or emotional reaction to it. So in a sense that we can treat um, REM sleep as kind of a period where we deal with emotional challenges without emotions. Let's put it that way, right? So um Sometimes right, we have social anxiety. Sometimes we have this a type of tension. And it's really kind of like the recent concerns is playing into this where um, they play out bad scenarios in real life. 
and maybe they were late for something and then they're just like, oh yeah, what's gonna happen if this and that happen? What's, what's gonna happen if I'm really late, right? So in a sense that um, REM sleep are performing the primary function is like that. So what about nightmares, right? Nightmares is actually really interesting. You would think it's actually happening in the REM sleep stages. It's actually no. Uh, nightmares are usually happening in the slow wave stage, in the beginning of your sleep session. Uh, for me personally, I haven't had night, uh, nightmares for a little bit, but I do re remember um, every single time that I had it, I think in most cases, um, they are like between like midnight or 1 a.m., kind of like early in the, in the sleep cycle. So this does kind of checks out. And what about somebody who wakes up panicking, right? Like, you know, like uh, wakes up with like a cold sweat or something. That is actually really interesting. Um, Andrew said that if you wake up like that, like, you know, with like, you know, uh, sweating or, you know, like uh, hyperventilating, what that means is because in REM sleep, you are uh, without uh, epinephrine. So like, you know, you are like disengaged emotionally. So what that means is, um, in a sense that once we once we uh, wake up, we get reconnected with our emotions, with uh, the secretion of you know um, norepinephrine, you know those uh, neuromodulators. In a sense that we get our emotions rolling back in like a big wave, and then we tend to overreact and have a panic attack right after we wake up from a bad dream or something. Right, so that might be happening. So what's going to happen to a person that, um, you know, doesn't get enough REM sleep? Let's say somebody who sleeps four or five hours every night and then they just don't get enough, you know, from the quality of the sleep. Uh, we tend to be more emotional, emotionally unstable, right? Um, irritable. Um, we probably... Uh, are pretty bad at you know a spatial situation, right? Kind of like figuring out, okay, because we're not, you know, processing the uh, information at night, we kind of have have issues there, and then, um, lastly, we might have some hall uh, hallucinating situation happening where, uh, because we're not processing the the uh, situation correctly, and then we're just kind of like, what what what's going on? That kind of a deal, so. What about trauma? I think this is actually really interesting where uh, REM sleep can also be used as trauma therapy. Um, so there is this thing called EMDR therapy. So just to give you guys an, an um, example is that you, know, you are trying to get the uh, test subject to move their eyes from left to right. And when they're doing that, they want them to account uh, their trauma stories, whether that's, you know, like, um, abuse or, um, you know, like, you know, worse uh, life experiences. And when you do that, they're usually, after a few days, their uh, trauma, like, their response to, to, like, trauma kind of, like, decreases or goes away. And nobody really knows why that is, right? Like, if you put it in, in the um, realm of um, REM sleep, you kind of get it, right? Because, um eye movement we kind of like you know like move it when we are talking and then it kind of triggers some 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 kind of a neural connection where we 
suppress the amygdala, right? We uh, suppress the uh, emotional center of our brain when we're moving our eyes from side to side, trying to get our brain to think, huh, mm, we might be in REM sleep. So it's kind of like this whole situation where we are trying to take the emotion out of it by uh, having the person I move from left to right, left to right when they are encountering an emotional trigger in a sense that to desensitize them from that emotional trigger the next time that they recount the story. So um, over time, if you've done this type of uh, EMDR therapy a lot, you're going to get a complete disconnect between telling the story and getting emotional about it, right? Which I think is actually really interesting, right? It's kind of like another experiment where, you know, like if you hold a pencil in your mouth, right? Like uh, all the way to the back of your teeth and then when you're, uh, you know, uh, telling a story and then people's mood gets better because, you know, like your brain thinks that you're smiling, right? Same thing here. So um, this type of processing information emotionless is actually really important okay so we're gonna call it for today and tomorrow uh, we're gonna do another episode on uh, probably the last one on REM sleep kind of a how to get enough of it and um, maybe we'll jump into the next topic uh, I know that we haven't been talking about books for the last couple of days I am I'm hopeful I'm gonna read another book today kind of get into it and then we can kind of like share my insights on that. But I think this is the information that's exciting, that is relevant, that everybody can use this. So I'm going to uh, maybe spend one more day on this and maybe jump into some books later on. All right, guys. Um, thank you guys for li- uh, listening. Um, share, subscribe, uh, leave a comment on the podcast. And then you guys have a good day. Bye.